This is HPR episode 1830 entitled, How Holland Works, Green Wheels. It is hosted by Ken Fallen and is about 11 minutes long. The summary is, a quick look at the Dutch short-term car sharing service. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and today's show we're going to be doing the first in the series on how Holland works. I've been promising to do this one for a while, and basically it's on the request of Dave Morris. And the idea is that I will um, give you a taste of things that I found interesting or slightly different, not necessarily in a negative way, about the Netherlands uh, since I moved here now almost 10 years ago. I don't know how... um, useful this is going to be because I've been very much, uh, it's more than 10 years now I've been very much Dutchified at this point so um, but I'll do my best, I'll do my best for some reason I'm having an awful lot of trouble recording this show so uh, we'll we'll attempt to plough on the first one I want to do is uh, one thing that is really cool is part of the integrated transport strategy and that's where you have uh, trains um Trains, buses, uh, trams arrive at the station at the same time to make it easier for people to get uh, change from one train to another, to have park and ride services outside of cities that you can drive to and then take public transport in. Um, one of those is it's a fleet of um, rental vehicles that you can, well, they call it car sharing on their website, that you can rent on a short-term basis. So instead of renting it for a day or a week, you rent it for a um, a few hours and then you just drop it back to the shared location and that's it. It's actually pretty cool and they're in lots of different locations around the Netherlands, by far a lot more in the Netherlands. They also operate in Germany and um, a trial that was running in England, um, I think, stopped without much success. So um, the cars themselves tend to be very, very small. It's a Peugeot 107. You can fit... Um, uh two uh, two passengers and uh, the driver and sorry three passengers two in the front and two in the back there you couldn't uh, we have a problem with three children there's not even three safety belts in the back so um we we can't use it for for that sort of thing what we do use it for is um if we need to bring things down to the recycling center um or well we can also have them come and do it but you know you want to pick up something heavy you book it for an hour and you just go the other evening we were invited to a wedding that was out in a um, a estate um, in the middle of the country and there was no public transport services available um, when we were going or indeed when we were coming back so we wanted to rent it for a few hours so that's pretty much the idea 
So I thought I'd give you a little rundown on, on what you need to do. The first thing you need to do is subscribe. So there are th- three or four different um, options, subscriptions that you can pay. So the cheaper one we have is five u- euros a month. And then the running costs that we have to pay every time we rent is slightly higher. It kind of works out to be a little bit more expensive than if you... Um, it would be more expensive to rent green wheels for a day than it would be to hire from Hertz or Avis or something like that. Um, but that might not necessarily be true if you take in the ability to have a second driver and and that sort of thing. But the, that isn't really the purpose of, of the green wheel service. It's, it's intended for short trips. Um, people can share um, instead of five different families having to have five different cars you can each take it for two hours during the course of of a day and get what it is that you need done so it's um it's a pretty cool service so you do the subscription and when you subscribe you get a credit card sized card that's got an rfid chip in it and associated with that is a pin code which you also get so then you simply go to the website um so greenwills.nl and you put in the city that you want to rent your car in and the start time and the end time and then you search and it'll look um, next to that location and I put uh, there's a picture in the show notes of this of Amsterdam Central Station for today when I'm recording the show for the 90th time <laughs> um, and it shows you know two of the cars two, I think one, two, three, four are in red, so they're not available for the period that I want, and the rest of them are in green. And they have some other deals as well where you can rent it. During the summer, you can rent it as a rental car for a longer period of time, and they also have in some of the cities hatchbacks available that are uh, you know, slightly larger. So within the region, within a 20-kilometer region, they might have one of those cars, whereas they might have 15 or 20 of the smaller cars. So... That's pretty much what you do. So when you uh, when you pick the car you, by just clicking on it, then you you book it and you can put in a note to say where you were going or whatever, just to remind yourself on the bill. And then you get an email saying that you booked it, and that's pretty much that. So on the day that you want to rent it, or in a few few hours, quite often the few around here, there's about five or six around where I live. And if the one that you want isn't available, then there's a few within 10 minute cycle and you just cycle down to it. And uh, on the driver's side, in just behind the dashboard, stuck on to the windscreen is a um, RFID reader and you put your card next to that and that unlocks the central locking. So that allows you to get physically into the vehicle. And once you're into the vehicle, you still can't go away because the uh, ignition is locked. So in the glove compartment, there's a, a sort of controller that's got a, you know, a pin, uh, you know, ten-digit um, uh, ten number pad that you can enter your pin code in. And once you've entered your pin code, and that matches with the um, with the pin code that they expected when they sent it down. Um, they have a G, each of the cars has a, its own GSM, and I think they use SMSs to trigger the trigger the um, what the car should do. So um, you enter your pin code, and then 
you have to say if there's any scratches or damage. So if there is any damage, you know, you uh, say yes, and then you fill out a logbook explaining what the damage is, and then you either go on your way if it's just small damage or, yeah, tough. Um, otherwise, you uh, you just hit no, and then you start driving the car, and then it says you can take the key out. Well, the key's on a little magnetic thing that is just on a key ring, so, you, you know, at that point, you you just pull the key out and also in the device just in a little holder is a is a fleet service card which we'll get to later so once you have the key for the card you know the physical piece of metal key um you can basically drive the car you put the key in and you drive it from a to b and when you want to park you just park and you lock it normally with the key and you walk away and you come back and so long as you're within your period everything's hunky-dory Every time you do stop, the computer uh, controller asks, are you in the, have you returned to the uh, pickup point? At which point, you, you mean, you, you just ignore it normally. You don't need to go yet. No, every single time. So um, so if fuel is low in the vehicle and they ask people to make sure that they, you know, they keep uh, at least half a tank of gas in the in the vehicle for the next customer. But if you happen to be... Um, the person who uh, picks the short straw and needs to go for fuel, then you go to the gas station or petrol station and you tank up and make note of the number of kilometres on the odometer and you take the fleet card from the glove compartment, you bring it in, you tell the person how many kilometres you travelled and you pay with the, or you know, they take note of the fleet card and they bill Green Wheels directly for the fuel. I think this is fairly standard in the Netherlands, at least, for if you have a rental car from a company. You have a lot of these uh, car hire places have um, have deals with the fuel petrol stations. So things are good there. So um, other things that you can do. Uh, you know, basically, at this point, you just drive around and you, you do whatever it is you want to do with your car. And once you're finished, um, make sure that you have everything out of it because... Uh, I've there's been a few times where I forgot stuff in the car and have had to um, contact them and then they have to send down a, a short term 15 minute hire for you at no cost so that you can open the door so anyway you're back you make sure everything's out you um, you oh, take out the controller and it says are you back at your at the pickup point and you go yes I am back at the pickup point and then they say put the keys back in and you put the keys back in you push it in the glove compartment take everything out of the car and get out seems a bit strange getting out of the car leaving your key in so every time it's a little bit freaky but then with your RFID card you can go to the window RFID reader and you click that and once you do that the central locking of the car engages and basically it's available for the next customer there are um, per kilometre fees for the amount of distance that you go and there are also per uh, an hourly rate um, for the amount of time that you get that's on the subscription that we have some of the other subscriptions you pay, pay more per month 15 euros or something like that and then you don't have to worry about those costs so you can rent it for as often or as uh, little as you like um, that is pretty much it we don't uh, rent them typically for the holiday period which uh, the a lot of people do for the holiday period you, you have the ability to rent them for a few weeks um, 
apparently cheaper than uh, a regular car but as we have three children and they don't fit into the back we don't tend to do that um so that's pretty much it we don't use it very often but uh, when we do it's kind of handy and it's it's a pretty cool thing it's not really rocket science but uh yeah seems to work out okay well that was it tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of hacker public radio You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.